morning, ICF Rome family. It's Pastor Jennifer here, and I want to say thank you for your giving and the way that you're worshiping and praising the Lord. And today, I want to introduce really some longtime friends of ICF Rome, Pastor Larry and April Hammock. They've come to be with us for a couple Sundays while I'm ministering in the U.S., and I pray that you will open your heart. Pastor Larry has a rich knowledge of the Word of God. He's going to bring a strong message to each of us today, and then you're going to have a plan of action to go forward for this week. So will you join me with a big ICF Rome hand clap to welcome Pastor Larry Hammock from Atlanta, Georgia. Thanks, Larry and April. I'm so glad you're with us today. Good morning. Good morning. Is that right? Close? It is good to see you. Thank you to Pastor Jen for the invitation to be back. We love coming here. We love being in church with you. We love your hearts, and um, we love the city. We, we wander around in Rome and just have a great time. So thank you, and uh, thank you for being here today. Those of you who are here, thank you for your participation. Those who are joining us online, thank you for coming as well. Today is Communion Sunday. You should have received the elements when you came in. If you do not have a communion cup, if you will lift your hand, they will serve you. Let them know if you do not have a communion cup. Today we will receive communion together. It's a precious time when we have the opportunity. If you need, if you need a cup, the cup and the wafer are together. You'll peel off the top of that cup and you'll find the wafer and then peel the second layer and there you will find the juice. So one of the things that I love about being uh, together in church is that we have the opportunity to, to celebrate his life and his ministry and his sacrifice in the sacrament of communion. So today, if you will go ahead and take the cracker or the wafer that you have. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, that on the night that Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread and he broke it. And he gave it to his disciples. And he said to them, take and eat, for this is my body, which is broken for you. Will you lift and hold the bread for a moment? Jesus, we thank you that you loved us so much. No one took your life from you. But Lord, you laid it down freely. A friend sacrificing for other friends and today we remember your sacrifice we thank you that you withheld nothing that your body was beaten your body was torn and you offered yourself so that we could have healing in our spirits our souls and our body and Lord we thank you for it so today we worship you as we remember your love for us you may take the bread Paul goes on to write that after supper he took the cup and he said this represents my blood which is shed for you for without the shedding of blood there is no forgiveness of sins so will you lift the cup today the sinless lamb paid the full measure for our sins so Jesus again we remember we're moved and we're overwhelmed 
that you loved us so much, even though you knew that we would run from you, even though you knew how we would live our lives, still you gave your blood for us so that we could receive eternal life, so that we could live in your family. So today we remember, we worship, and we thank you. You may take the cup. Hallelujah. Can we just worship him for a moment? Hallelujah. We bless your name. We bless your name, O Lord. Hallelujah. You are worthy. You are worthy. You are worthy. Come on, just praise him and exalt him for a moment. You are worthy of our best and our highest praise, and we worship you today. Lord, there is no one like you. There is no one who has loved us like you. And we worship you today. For your name is the name that is above all names. Your name is higher than all names. And we worship and adore you, O oh Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord, for your grace. We thank you for your mercy and your love for us. Hallelujah. We worship you. We worship you, O oh Lord. Hallelujah. I believe that uh, those who are helping you are going to come by and pick the cups up. And uh, so you don't have to hold them. They're coming around. So you can uh, pass your cups and have them collected. Bless the Lord. Isn't it good to be in his presence? Amen. Yes. Hallelujah. Come on. Let's praise him. Oh, we worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. Well, again, it's uh, mine and April's pleasure to be here with you this week and next week and just worship with you. We've been praying for you and excited to hear all of the good things that are happening. We had a couple of days with Pastor Jen uh, from the time we arrived till she left, so we were so excited to hear all uh, that was going on. We watch you from the U.S. on Facebook and uh, online, so we are glad uh, to be here with you today. Today we are uh, beginning a new theme. In January, the theme was completely his, and it's based on the theme for the year, which is Colossians chapter 2, verse 10, that you are complete in him, speaking of Jesus. You are complete in him who is over all. Don't you like complete things? If you're a wife, wives like complete things, don't you? Yeah, you like for your husbands to complete all those projects that he starts? You like for your children to complete their homework that you know they need to do? And we all like completeness, and I love this theme for the year, that you are complete in him. January, the theme was completely his. February, the theme was completely loved. And this season in March... We're going to be talking about completely connected. Benny, how am I doing? Good enough speed? Yeah, Benny's giving me a thumb up in the corner. Completely connected. So uh, today, I just want us to remember that the biblical plan and pattern is for people to live and serve God completely connected to each other. In fact, God has demonstrated his desire for us to be completely connected in the way he presents himself to us as God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. 
We refer to God as the Trinity in those three forms that are completely connected. In fact, in Luke chapter 3, verses 21 and 22, I'm, I apologize to the team. I just added these verses. So let me read them to you that says, When all the people were baptized, Jesus was baptized too. As he was praying, heaven was open, and the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, you are my son in whom I am well pleased. See, in this verse, we see that God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit are completely connected. Now, over the last uh, couple of years, we have learned about being alone. And we have discovered that there are some trouble and some problems to aloneness. As we have had to separate due to the pandemic and, and be away from family and friends, we, we understand that aloneness leads to discouragement, aloneness leads to depression, and aloneness can lead to despair. In fact, God told us in Genesis chapter 2 and verse 18 that the Lord God said, it is not good for the man to be alone. And I will make a helper that is suitable for him. So God's plan from the very beginning was that we would be and remain connected to each other. That we would be completely connected. So this month, we're going to talk about being connected. Are you ready to be connected again? Well, I can't wait for the day that we can pull off the mask and and uh, even if I was greeting folks today, I don't know if I'm supposed to do an elbow bump, if I'm supposed to do a fist bump. I, I, I'm waiting for the day when we can just set all of that aside and we can embrace each other, we can hug each other, and we can be completely connected emotionally and with each other. You see, throughout history, people have led and ministered better together being completely connected. The title of the message today is exactly that, Better Together, that we are better when we are connected together. There are some examples. Moses and Aaron led Israel out of slavery. They were better together. Joshua and Caleb stood in faith, believing that God could and would give them the promised land in opposition to 10 other spies who put fear in the hearts of the people, Joshua and Caleb together stood in faith, knowing that God could and would lead them into the promised land. And he did. It took 40 years for the unbelieving, the fearful generation to die off. But it was Joshua and Caleb who together led the children of Israel into their promised land. Jesus announced the kingdom of God. Uh, was near. He healed the sick. He raised the dead. He could have done all of that by himself. We all know that Jesus didn't need any help, did he? But he gathered around him 12 disciples, and he ministered with those 12 disciples, showing us the pattern of better together when we are completely connected. Paul preached Jesus to the Gentiles with some friends. We're going to look at some of those in a moment. Barnabas, Silas, Timothy, and so many more You say we are better together. Will you say with me that phrase, better together? Come on, say it with me. Better together. Turn to your neighbor and tell them we're better when we're together. Turn to your other neighbor on the other side, the one you really like, and tell them we're better together. 
Our theme verse for this month, is, which has already been read to you, it comes from Colossians chapter 4 and verse 17. And oh yes, tell Archippus, do your best and the job you receive from the master, do your very best. Today, here's what I hope you go home remembering and what settles upon your heart this week is that we live and minister better together. We live and minister better together. We're going to be looking at a chunk of Colossians chapter 4 for our text. Colossians chapter 4, verses 7 through 17. And I'm reading from the message translation. My good friend Tychicus will tell you all about me. He's a trusted minister and companion in the service of the master. I've sent him to you so that you would know how things are with us so that he could encourage you in your faith. I've sent Onesimus with him. Onesimus is one of you and has become such a trusted and dear brother. Together, say together, together, together they will bring you up to date on everything that has been going on here. Aristarchus, who is in jail here with me, sends greetings, also Mark, cousin of Barnabas. You received a letter regarding him. If he shows up, welcome him. And also Jesus, the one they call Justice. These are the only ones left from the old crowd who have stuck with me and working for God's kingdom. Don't think they haven't been a big help. Verse 12, Epaphras, who is one of you, says, Hello, what a trooper he has been. He has been tireless in his prayers for you, praying that you will stand firm and be mature and confident in everything God wants you to do. I've watched him closely and can report on how hard he has worked for you and for those in Laodicea and Aeropolis. Luke, my good friend and physician, and Demas both send greetings. Say hello to our friends in Laodicea, also to Nympha and the church that meets in her house. After this letter has been read to you, make sure it gets read also in Laodicea. And get the letter that went to Laodicea and have it read to you. And oh yes, tell Archippus, do your best in the job you receive from the master. Do your very best. Today I want to talk quickly about four reasons we need to be connected, completely connected. First of all, there is friendship and companionship and being completely connected. How many of you like friends? You like to have friends. You want to be with friends. How many of you are on Facebook? If you have a Facebook account, will you just let me see your hand? Yeah, the vast majority. We, we've all been pulled into that, uh, that great social experiment called Facebook. I, I decided yesterday I would see how many friends I have on Facebook. And I discovered that I have 847 friends on Facebook. Wow. I didn't even know I knew 847 people. I discovered, April and I discovered last night that, that we have friends everywhere. As we were walking in the older part of Rome and just uh, enjoying the evening out, had gone to dinner and, and looking at some of the great sights, I hear from what I thought was heaven. My name, Pastor Larry. <laughs> Pastor Larry. And I'm thinking, who knows of me in Rome? And I turned around to see Cherry, and, and we rode the tram together, and it was so good to see her. Friends. 847 friends, but really, I'm an amateur. 
I'm an amateur. How many of you already know you have a thousand friends or more on Facebook? Yeah, many of you. We have a young lady in our church back in Georgia that I knew. She has a lot of Facebook friends, so I, I looked on her account yesterday. And she has 2,339 friends on Facebook. I can't believe it. Of course, we understand that not everyone who Facebook calls a friend is really a friend. They're an acquaintance. They're someone maybe we've met or we've associated with somewhere along the way. But we need real friends to deeply connect into our lives. And we understand according to Proverbs chapter 17 and verse 17, a friend loves at all times and a brother is born for adversity. You see, we all need friends. We need to be completely connected because we need companionship. We need the friendship of those who will walk with us in a real deep connection. Secondly, there is encouragement in being completely connected. There's encouragement that we receive from those friends with whom we walk. Verses 7 and 8, Paul talking here about his friends says, Tychicus, I have sent him to you. So he could encourage you in your faith. Encourage. To encourage means to give support, to give confidence, to give hope to someone. I don't know about you, but I like having hope. I like having friends speak hope into my life. For many of us, we had parents, we had coaches, we had teachers that encouraged us to do more than what we thought we could do. To be more than we thought we could be. And that's what real connection does. When we are connected with other believers, then they come alongside us and they encourage us. Romans chapter 11, the letter that Paul wrote to the church here in Rome, says, I long to see you so that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to make you strong that is, that you and I may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith. Uh, don't you, by each other's faith, don't you like it when someone encourages you? Don't you like it when someone comes along you, beside you and says, you can do it? You can get through this, and I will go with you. We will walk through this together, which brings us to the third point. And that is, there is comfort in being completely connected. Comfort in being completely connected. We see in uh, verses 10 and 11, Paul writes about his friend Aristarchus and Mark, the cousin of Barnabas, and Jesus, who is called Justice, and says, they have been a comfort to me. They've been a comfort to me. How many of you have received comfort from friends or family? That there have been days in your life where you needed someone to come along beside you and comfort you, someone that you knew cared for you and cared about you and would even walk through difficult days with you. The one who gives us the greatest comfort is God himself. The psalmist writes in Psalm 23, verse 4, even though I walk through the darkest valley, the King James version of that in the English language says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will not be afraid, or I will fear no evil, for you are with me, your rod and your staff. They what? They comfort me. You see, we receive the greatest comfort ever from God himself. 
That when we call on him and we're connected to him, that he pours his comfort into our lives. And then with that comfort, we can comfort others. In 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 and 4, it says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves have received. I've been walking with a couple of young fathers in their late 30s recently that they are going through difficult times in their family. There's great struggle in their marriage and I've been able to help them and to comfort them with the scripture and the comfort that God has given to me. I've been able to help them as they walk through these days wondering how will it end and why has it gotten to this point. We need believers around us. When the world is coming against us, when the enemy is trying to do his best to upturn our lives, we need to have believers with whom we are completely connected. We're better together because they comfort us. And then there is strength in being completely connected. Strength together. In verses 12 and 13, Paul writes about his friend Epaphras. He says, he has been tireless in his prayers for you, praying that you stand firm, mature, and confident in everything God wants you to do. We have strength in relationships. When I was a child, I was the youngest of three. I had an older brother who was eight years older than me, and then a sister who was in between us, almost in the middle of our ages, and then I was the youngest. When I was a kid in the neighborhood... There were a couple of bullies in the area, those who just liked making other people's lives difficult. And you know, I was never afraid when my brother was beside me. He was eight years older than me. He was bigger than me. He was stronger than me. So I would walk down the street with my brother next to me like I could whip a lion. Why? Because I knew we were better together. If I was by myself, I might try to sneak past a house or two. But when I was with my brother, I want to tell you today, we have a brother whose name is Jesus. And Jesus provides for us strength, and we provide for each other strength. That's why Ecclesiastes chapter 4 says two are better than one, because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help him up. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. We need each other because we need each other's strength. We need the strength of those with whom we are completely connected so that we can endure the tough times, so we can walk through the difficult days and come out victorious on the other side. There's a phrase which is often used today which says, teamwork makes dream work. You guys are a great example of that. As I have observed on our occasions here and then even from afar and, and working with Pastor Jen and Pastor Rick they did such a great job of building and are still doing such a, Pastor Jan's doing a great job of building teams of people around. 
to do the work of the ministry. That's biblical in the way we should operate. When one is weak, the other is strong. So today, what do I do? If it's really better together, what do I do? When we approach God's Word, we don't just approach it from an academic standpoint, but we look at it understanding that God has application for our lives. It's good to read the Bible and know the Bible, but it's better to do the Bible. Does that make sense to you? It's one thing to read it and understand it, but it's another thing to apply it. So what do we do today? I have one challenge for you today. Choose to live and minister connected to other believers. Completely connected. The early church was a great example of that. We find in Acts chapter 2, verses 42 through 47, is that the early church devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together. Say together. Together. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together. There it is again. In the temple courts, they broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Today, I need you. And you need me. We need each other. We need to walk in a deep connection together. For we are better together. You see, with other Christians, when we're connected to them, when we're completely connected to them, our lives are better and our ministries are better. Today I want, today I want to challenge you to choose to live connected because of the circumstances of our world. Many have been isolated far too long. Many have been separated from friends and loved ones far too long. Find a way. Wear a mask. Socially distance. But reconnect. Reconnect with those who love you and whom you love. I want to encourage you today. Reach out to someone. The other person whom you're thinking of, maybe I'd like to connect, but I don't know that they would want to connect with me. Maybe they're just longing for someone to invite them to a connection. Maybe they're just longing for someone to say, hey, can we go to lunch together? Can I pray for you? Can I help you where you're encountering life today? We are better together. Many years ago, I walked through what to this point, and I hope will remain, the darkest days of my life. I went through challenges that I never expected. And my life as I knew it suddenly came to an end. Everything changed. And as I was trying to walk through those days, I, I pulled back 
I pulled back from other people. I, I wanted just to be alone. But there were five men in my life that would not leave me alone. There were five men in my life that came along beside me. And they did life with me. Four of those men were old enough to be my father. One of them has been a longtime friend who's close to my age. But these five men would not let me pull back. They called me and said, we'll pick you up Saturday. And I would say, I don't know if I want to go. And they said, it doesn't matter. We'll be there. They prayed for me. They walked with me. They didn't ask me a lot. They didn't preach to me. They just walked with me. Today I'm here because of those five men. Who knows where my life would have been and what turns would have happened had there not been five brothers who said, Larry, we love you. We're going to walk with you through these days. So I want to ask you and I want to challenge you. Will you find someone to connect with? Reconnect with someone that you've lost the connection because we're better together. Maybe your life is good and you don't need anyone to strengthen or encourage you at this moment. Find someone who needs your strength and your courage and share it with them so that we are better together. Will you close your eyes? And I'm going to ask the Lord to just drop the name of a person, or maybe two, into your heart and life to say, hey, you need to connect with this person. Or you need to reconnect with this purpose, with this person. Will you allow me to pray with you? Lord, we thank you that you set the example of being connected. You chose to connect with your disciples. And you've invited us to a connection with you. So Holy Spirit, I ask you today, will you put on our hearts and in our minds the people around us, the brothers, the sisters with whom we need to connect. Lord, we're better together. Help us to reach out to them today. Help us to reach out to them today. With your eyes closed and please no one moving or looking around. This is Pastor Jennifer and I want to say to you, I'm so thankful that you were able to participate in the service today. And now is the time when we make a decision to pray. To um, It's a step of action that we take after hearing the Word of God. And so first and foremost, I want to invite you, if you've never asked Jesus into your heart, that right now today, you invite Jesus to be the Lord of your life. So I want you to pray with me, and then I want you to send me an email or a message that says, you know what, I'm making a new start with Jesus because of what I did today. So just pray with me right now. Dear Lord Jesus, you say it. Dear Lord Jesus, I ask you right now to come into my life to forgive me of all my sins and disobedience to the Word of God. And Lord, take all of me and help me to serve you in the days to come. From this day forward, for the rest of my life, I'm going to live for Jesus with the help of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Amen. 
Amen. I am so glad you prayed that prayer. And you know what? We don't live in private. We live in public. So tell somebody, you know what? I'm serving God now. I'm walking with Jesus now. Find someone who can help you on this new journey in this new season. Because even in new seasons and deeper walks with the Lord, we need each other. The second thing I want to say to you this morning is I know that there are many of you that are watching online that have burdens. Maybe you're home because you're sick or you've had an unfortunate circumstance. And so today, I want you to know that we at ICF Rome are your church family and we're praying for you. And so right now, I'm praying that the God of heaven, the Lord Jesus Christ, and the power of the Holy Spirit would come into that room and that place where you're watching and you would feel the miraculous working power of Jesus. I want you to know that the Lord is with you. You're not alone and he is going to help you and sustain you. I pray for those who are in need financially that God will open the windows of heaven and begin to pour favor on your life. You'll see the answers to the prayers you've been praying. I pray for the miracle power of healing to flow in your body right now. If you're sick, I want you to touch your head, your heart, your lungs, the part of your body, and I want you to believe as I'm believing with you right now that the healing virtue of God would flow into your body. We have seen stage three throat cancer healed. We have seen COVID healed and gone and disappeared. So I'm praying today that your healing would manifest in Jesus' name. And I pray that this will be one of the best weeks you've had because you will know that the Lord is walking with you. I love you. I'm thrilled that you're a part of our online campus and we're praying for you. You send us a request. You send us a testimony so we can celebrate together. God bless you and have a wonderful